comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Ken, as we record this uh, quick San Diego Comic-Con episode of It's All Connected, uh, almost live, Robert Downey Jr. is throwing roses in the crowd to the tune of Don't Stop Till You Get Enough by Michael Jackson at the Marvel movie panel. That's fabulous. He tweeted or Facebooked or something a picture, which I've always wondered if that really was him Facebooking or not. Maybe it is. Uh, pictures of roses and said, you'll find out what this means. And I guess that's that's what it means. There was a picture of the cast of Ultron. Everybody's on the comments on Facebook were like, well, where's where's Robert Downey? Where is, where, you know, where is he? Uh, I guess he? I guess we found out. Yeah, he definitely has a flair for the grand entrance. Um, and he wasn't even at the, uh, they had like a signing before the panel where the whole cast was there signing like posters for the movie and stuff. And right. uh, he actually wasn't even at that. So this is like his big entrance, you know, the first time he showed his face. Hey, go big or go home, right? Yeah. And, and I, I did see Sam Jackson in that picture, didn't I? Yes. Sam Jackson is there and, uh, Colby Smulders yeah. and the new... Uh, you know, Jeremy Renner and Chris Evans and uh, Hemsworth, they're pretty much all there, um, except uh, my favorite, Scarlett Johansson, who's very pregnant. Very pregnant. Yeah. Like, this was her due date. Yeah. Cool. Uh, very cool. And I guess, you know, we, we had planned to do our all-connected special, and, uh, you know, some other things came up, too. Russell had a family thing to take care of, and, uh, of course, we wish them the best. Um, but you know what? We didn't even figure San Diego Comic-Con into the equation at all. No, we didn't. And there's been a lots of news coming out. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of that. Actually cover it by cover it. We mean replay a lot of audio that's been out there. Uh, but there's been, we've been Facebooking. If you're not following us on Facebook, you want to look for, um, uh, it's all connected. Uh, I think it's linked off of our HHW LED network homepage and there'll be course linked in the show notes here, but we've been reposting and forwarding and putting stuff on there um, all week as because there's been lots coming out this week yeah San Diego Comic-Con is is pretty awesome and you know I was th I was thinking a little bit uh, as I was collecting the audio that we're gonna have in our podcast here um, I guess this August is the beginning of our sixth year podcasting is that right um probably yeah yeah it would have been 2008, I think, that right. um, the Legion of Dudes or Who Watches the Watchmen uh, show, uh, first first aired in, in, in that August or so time frame. Right, and why, why I bring that up, I guess, is uh, when we started, if you weren't sitting in the room, you were not hearing any panel audio or video or, you know, the last five years, the live streaming and all of that stuff has come so far. Um 
that now it's almost like NFL football. Like I'd rather watch it on TV than be at the event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like no that kidding. type of thing, because it's so bananas at San Diego. I mean, um, we got a little taste of it here in New York. That con has blown up pretty big, but I don't even think it compares still to yeah. what's going on over there. Yeah, there's a, a lot going on. Some of this is, will be in the audio, some of it won't be. But there's two things I just want to bring up real quick. And we'll talk about more of this on a future episode of It's All Connected. But um, there's a, vid- a great video, a little short video that was played before the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel with uh, Patton Oswalt. Uh, two Patton Oswalts. But did you notice one was Billy, who was, I believe, the second Patton Oswalt at the, end, at the, at the final, final episode? Right. The other one's a new one, Sam. Sam. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking this more and more evidence is pointing towards LMD on this guy now because there's no way there's triplets. And um, as we're recording, I'm watching the live Twitter coming out of the panel, and uh, James Spader is there also. Um, you know, we got James Spader, Robert Downey Jr. We're just a Judd Nelson away from a Brat Pack reunion out of this Marvel <laughs> movie universe. Beautiful. Um, what else has come out? Uh, we, we just learned right now, <laughs> as we're recording, that Evangeline Lilly will be a Van Dyne lady in... Uh, Daughter of in the Hank Ant-Man. Pym. Right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm blanking on the first name. It's not Janet, though. No, it's Holly. not the Wasp. I believe it's okay. Holly. Excellent. So as right. big Lost fans, we're very happy. Yep. There's, um, yeah, we're very happy about that, and uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, there's another piece of news that I read. It's not so much news as it's almost rumor or hearsay, but supposedly there was a conversation. You're going to like this, John. There was a conversation that James Gunn told during the Guardians panel or something like that said of a conversation he had with Kevin Feige. And he said to Kevin, what I'd really like to do would be a Thunderbolts movie. Ooh. To which Feige said, if Guardians does well, you can pretty much do whatever you want. And Guardians, I think, has already signed the yeah, sequel. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, all but. And it's, it's tracking real well. James Gunn has already been talked about writing, directing the sequel as well, which is good and bad. Good, good for that. Bad because he's expressed interest of taking on Avengers 3 after, uh, Either way, I think we've got a lot of wind going around, but there's just so much going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So much has gone right. Um, I, I'm just ex- so excited. But, yeah, I, when I read that and read Thunderbolts and all that, I figured, yeah, I know a guy's going to be excited by that. Yeah, Thunder, Thunderbolts is, is nice. There's a lot you can play with. They can, they can even take, you know, in the spirit of being all connected, they can even take villains from various movies to create the Thunderbolts if they yep. want. You know, yep. uh, uh, I stink at names, of course. In uh, The Winter Soldier, you have Frank Grillo, who played uh, Brock Ross- Resno? Reslo? Is that? Oh, Jack. It, and that- he becomes... Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. He becomes Crossbones, Crossbones in the yeah. comic, and Crossbones is a Thunderbolt. Right. So you can play with... You've got that queued up already. Right. Um, we're getting another connection in the next upcoming season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to link up to the um, to the Avengers, the movie universe, in um, uh, Mocking, Mockingbird. I almost said Mockingbird. Yes. I got 100 games on my mind. Uh, uh, Mockingbird who has been romantically linked to Hawkeye. 
So it doesn't mean you're going to see Hawkeye, but maybe you'll see another. You, got, you just got another angle to get us in there. Right. Uh, and that was out of the video of uh, uh, the Pat Oswald video we talked about. But Yeah, and I, and we, I guess we should just mention uh, we're going to talk a little bit more, I guess. But I have the uh, – we have the audio – from the um, Agent Carter panel, good, which is great. Then we have uh, straight after that, uh, the Marvel.com people did an interview with Haley Atwell and some of the creators, which comes right after the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go right into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, uh, which is excellent. And this is where you're going to pick up how they sort of let the cat out of the bag about a lot of these things that we're sure. talking about. And I was able to sneak the Agent Caning audio uh, right after the Agents of Shield panel, and you know, listen, you're getting audio of what of something that was supposed to be video, so the, <laughs> you might miss some of the gags, uh, but yeah, you'll a get the side idea. gags in there. But yeah, it's not a big deal, and yeah, and it's yeah. very funny. He's he's excellent. I mean, we all know Pat Oswalt's excellent, right. but okay, this has been that's supposed to be just an intro. We are really derailing. Um, I'm thinking out loud that I would like to see us as a show do a we want to do our it's all connected episode going through all the movies. We, of course, are going to do our Guardians of the Galaxy um, discussion show, hopefully soon after this upcoming weekend, um, after premieres. I want to. I would like to see us add into the mix um, a thorough, and I think we've already thought about this, preview show for Season 2 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., talk about all the things we've heard, um, all the... Uh, uh, a big speculation show, but what we've heard so far... Uh, as far as casting, as far as characters going to be in there, as far as what we think we're going to see. So, so much to talk about. Nothing we can talk about right here and now, but uh, unless you got something else. Uh, I think we're ready no, to I mean, the audio. <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, we're pretty much just spoiling the audio for everyone. Yeah, because really. all of the news that we can talk about will be in the stuff that uh, we were able to add to this podcast. And uh, again, I, I don't want to represent this as you know us being in the audience and, and getting this audio. It, it's all on Marvel.com. They're doing a really great job with San Diego Comic-Con this year. And if you go to their... Um, you know, their YouTube page, you can find all this stuff. We just thought, you know, it's always nice to have it in podcast form sure. so you can listen to it walking the dog or in your car. We're or... we're providing a service to our listeners so that you can have all this in one spot. Yes. And I won't make any promises, but if this, if this Age of Ultron panel, uh, I shouldn't say that, if this Marvel movie universe panel, which is hasn't even wrapped up as we record this on Saturday night. Uh, if this finishes up and gets on YouTube by the time I am done and ready to post, I will throw that audio onto the end. Um, so if you don't hear it, we'll probably find a way to get it out to you, maybe at the end of our next podcast or whatever. But uh, look for it soon. Excellent. Sounds like a fabulous idea. All right. So, yeah, remember, check that. Uh, we're working hard on that Facebook page, and it's only gotten us about one new like this week. So, <laughs> so <laughs> stop by the uh, It's All Connected Facebook page, and uh, we're trying to keep you posted on all this great stuff coming out. So I guess, Ken, I guess uh, we'll talk to everybody for Guardians of the Galaxy next. Sounds good. Yep, should be a lot of fun. Thanks, John. Good night. Are there any fans here of a show called Reaper? Are there any fans here from a show called Resurrection? Well, 
two of our executive producers and the guys, the gals, that are actually going to be running the show are Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas, and they're coming out right now. Now I'm gonna ask you a really hard question because of this panel. Is there anybody in this room who has seen Captain America the First Avenger? Is there anybody in this room who has seen Captain America the Winter Soldier? Well, there are two guys who are responsible for writing both films and for creating the character of Agent Carter and they are Chris Marcus and Stephen Feely and, and they are executive producers and they have written a pilot for the show they're awesome to tell None of this here, us, what we're doing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, would happen uh, without a gentleman who is the co-president of the studio He's the director of the Marvel One-Shot, which was called Agent Carter, which was the inspiration for where we did this. And he is just... He's Lou Esposito. Uh, and now, you know, let's just face it. We did come here to see all these lovely folks and to see me and to learn all about Hydra, but if I had to place a bet, my bet would be that the person that you really came here to see was, ladies and gentlemen, the incredibly talented, the incredibly lovely, and the unbelievably kick-ass hero of our story, and that is Haley Allen. So I think I'll start with Tara Michelle. How did you guys get involved uh, with Marvel and with uh, this particular show? Well, we were uh, running Resurrection the first season and we wrapped up and uh, ABC came to us and said, hey, we have this thing called Agent Carter. Would you be interested in getting involved with it? And we, we didn't even have to think about it. It was uh, uh, kind of a dream come true. And then Resurrection did really well, and so we thought, oh, well, we'll I guess we'll go back to Resurrection and not do Agent Carter. And then ABC said, hey, can you do both? So we said yes. <laughs> and being here today, I think we made an excellent choice. <laughs> so, uh, Chris and Steven, what's it like? I mean, you guys create a character or bring a character from the pages of the comic book to the big screen, uh, all the way back in 2009 when I actually had hair. Uh, and uh, so now, what's going on? I, what's that like as creators and then to suddenly see the, your creation live on? We're like, we're like proud parents. <laughs> no, seriously, we keep trying to kill her and she, she won't die. <laughs> It's very gratifying because in the in the first Avenger, we set up all these characters that we really love, particularly Peggy Carter, and then Steve had the nerve to freeze himself for 70 years. We couldn't bring anybody back for the second movie except very old Peggy who couldn't get out of bed. Uh, so having this show is this great opportunity to go back and mine this really rich territory that we never got a chance to, to play with. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it occurs to us that, um, you know, Haley, uh, Peggy Carter has been in, say, a half hour of a two-hour uh, First Adventure movie, and she's been in 12 minutes of a, a really good one-shot. And in the pilot, she will have equaled her entire time on screen in the Marvel Universe, right? That's a really cool opportunity, because there's just plenty for us to do, let alone in, a, in an eight-episode uh, series. Now, Lewis, you, uh, you had the pleasure of directing Haley and in the one-shot. What's it like working with uh, the next superstar on television? It's very difficult. <laughs> she, no, she's the greatest. Uh, she's such a talented actress. We knew we had something special when Kelly came in for casting on uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I couldn't contain my excitement when she walked in to meet us. Um, I think she could tell by my smile that she got to depart. And myself, Joe Johnson, Kevin Feige, and Steven were all, uh, uh, we knew right away we had, we had the goods. She, she's a rock star. Yes. Uh, and speaking of that, Haley, uh, Peggy. What does she mean to you? Where do, what, what goes on in your head when you think about... And what happened when you read... Because I was there the day that they handed you the script for the first episode. When I, I, know I that stopped you were, in the room and I couldn't leave until I finished reading She did. She, we, we put her on lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and you read the script for the first time and, and you had a couple of concerns before you read the script, but then you read it and what happened? Well, the exciting thing with Peggy is that I don't feel like we've even touched the size of the adventures that she can have and the, the powers that she has. So it was great to do Captain America 1 and then play her, obviously, as an old lady in 2 and then do the one-shot. But I feel like she's there's still so much that's unexplored. And so the pilot, the first episode that I've read, is just the beginning of what is going to be an incredible opportunity for her to develop as a human being as well as this kind of super spy. Um, we see the kind of cost psychologically and emotionally on someone who's having to take on such extreme pressure and stress in her life and yet still hold it together. So um, it's going to be really exciting. So, you know, rather than just uh, talking a little bit about it, we haven't started shooting. Uh, the writer's room is, is going to open shortly. Uh, and for those of you that, that don't know, uh, the story takes place uh, in, in what year? Oh, 1946. 1946. The, the war is over. Steve is gone. Uh, and Peggy is trying to pick up the pieces of her life. Um, what's kind of fascinating, and we'll talk about this a lot during this hour, is that there's stuff that's going on in S.H.I.E.L.D. present day, but we have this incredible opportunity to be able to show you and tell you the story of what went on at the very beginning and how Peggy's dream and Peggy's concerns about what, what the world should be and how to make the world a better place uh, is so many of the themes that we'll be working on with this show. But uh, rather than just talk about it, you guys want to see a little something that Lewis is doing? We have another surprise uh, along the way, and that's, uh, you know, one of the great parts about doing this with someone like Lewis is that this is really a, a true partnership between Marvel Television and Marvel Studios, the, the folks that are bringing you, oh, this little movie that's about to open called Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, and, and Lewis, you're directing the first episode, but uh, we do have a little bit of exciting news that, that uh, there's some other creative filmmakers that are, are thinking about coming on board. Uh, and, and can you tell the folks uh, a little bit about that? Well, my deal hasn't been signed yet, but I'll... <laughs> first episode. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to tell you things that I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
the directors from uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Joe Russo and Anthony Russo. Second and third episode they'll be directing. And, and, and if you had a wish list, just a wish okay. list. I'm not saying that these things are going to happen. I just, I just got off the phone with him. I just spoke to Joe Johnston, and he wants to do the fourth episode. Joe directed the first Captain America. The first Captain America. And uh, if his schedule works out, that'll be the first four directors. As you can tell, uh, you know, it's a pretty extraordinary group of people. It's going to be an amazing show. It starts in 2015. Um, I think we have just a little bit of time for a couple questions from the audience. Do we have a mic somewhere? I can't see anything. There it is. Oh, look! It's Peggy Carter. Um, as someone, as a female who wants to be a cop, I'm really excited about how accurately Peggy Carter is portrayed in her military role. Is that, some, is that praise that you got, were you expecting that? And is that going to influence the show? Uh, I guess that's you. It, it, sorry, say, say that again, if, what's going to influence the show? The, the accuracy of her military role, because just the way she handles herself is pretty accurate. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got a fantastic research team on board, just to make sure that every reference that we make is in somehow backed up with authenticity, so we know what we're talking about. Um, we've seen a little bit about her military background in the first and second one, and we'll explore that further as we go along. Um, but that's, that's also kind of my job as well, to make sure that I make her as accurate as I possibly can so that she's relatable to modern audiences. Thank you. Do we have another question? Do we have another Peggy Carter? <laughs> we do. <laughs> I think that's all we can. I know this show's going to be about Peggy mostly, but I was wondering if Dominic Cooper is going to make a return as Howard Stark since we're going to I think, I think it, I speak for everyone here that that would be fantastic if that could happen. <laughs> next question from, I guess, the next Peggy Carter. <laughs> this is the best. I can't wait. I can't wait until we get to the field for the show. So question for Tara and Michelle. Um, we've seen Peggy in very male-dominated worlds when she's working and serving. Will there be any other female, prominent female characters in the series? Uh, we, we hope so. We actually have plans that we probably couldn't disclose to you, but yeah, I think it, certainly if you saw the one shot, um, it, uh, much of the sort of dramatic tension comes from the fact that she is a woman working in a man's world after the war and after ever all the men have come home. Um, but there are other women in that world, too, who are just as powerful, both good and bad, that we hope to see. <laughs> oh, I think we have time for one more question or one more Peggy Carter. Oh, sh oh. <laughs> Okay, my question is to Haley. Um, I was wondering how it feels to play such a strong female character, like in a comic universe where it's full of strong male heroes. Oh, that's a great question. Um, it feels a privilege. Um, it's a very rare opportunity for me, for someone who's been working on stage and in television in the UK to get a part on the kind of commercial global scale of something like this, this Marvel franchise to also be portraying a woman that, who on the page I look up to as well. And when I was a little girl, there were 
there were parts like Peggy in lots of films and lots of things that I saw in television that I wanted to aspire to be to. So um, it's, it's a great kind of uh, huge bonus to be able to play someone that I hopefully young women will look up to as role model. Folks, we have, we have so many more things that we want to get to and, and so many more secrets that we want to spill. What I'd like you to do is give a great big round of applause. Each quarter of in 2015, Sarah, Michelle, Lisa, Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from Marvel Live, presented by Dr. Pepper, always one of a kind. And I am joined by the star and creators of Marvel's Agent Carter, beginning with... Haley Atwell. Chris Marcus. Steve McFeely. Jeff Loeb. Louis C. Esposito. And Rocker Raccoon. You were just downstage doing a uh, signing. How'd that go? That was amazing. That was that was intense. We had such a great turnout today. I, th I think we broke the record for signing uh, uh, posters today. That's what they said. Yes. No, it's the most popular. It was the most popular. You event. Are <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know. And this this is the poster that they were signing, which is exclusively here at Marvel or not Marvel.com, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, lovely piece by Matt Ferguson. So, guys. You know, we're obviously still a little way away from seeing Agent Carter, mm -hmm. but you know, what can you tell us, I guess, about where Haley's at when we see her in this series? Yeah, what can you what can what you say, guys? Tell me. <laughs> she's fabulous. Let's start there. That's where she's at. Listen, let me say something. We're better at multiple choice. The essays are, are tough for us to answer. On. All right. <laughs> no, we can tell you something. As it did for a lot of women, presented a lot of opportunities that are now being taken away as the men come back from the war. And so this incredibly skilled, incredibly trained woman has to find her own way within the intelligence community. Now, Haley, Chris, and Steve, and Lou as well, you know, you guys have all worked on the character of Agent Carter, of course, because Chris and Steve, you guys wrote uh, Captain America the First Avenger. Um, so what's it like for you guys to return to this character? I mean, it's incredibly gratifying that, you know, that's something that uh, we wrote in 2009 and 10, and that she uh, acted in in uh, 2010 was such an important part for, I mean, a lot of people, but, you know, I think we've tapped into something that women have been looking for for a while, you know, sort of a strong um, uh, uh, female role model for the superhero genre. It's really nice to come back to it. I mean, it's, it's incredibly gratifying. It's also very nice in that, because Steve Rogers moves 70 years into the future, we didn't get a, everyone died. We didn't get a chance, well, he didn't die, he got very old. Uh, we didn't get a chance to develop those characters and then couldn't use them. And so now it's, it's like incredibly great to come back and eat the candy that we, that we left behind. <laughs> that's, a, that's a brilliant way of putting it. <laughs> or a little that's disturbing, right. I don't know. <laughs> Jump in, Lou. We, we knew we had something special when Kelly came in and in the UK office and is in Shepperton to audition or to, just to meet us. And I, we could not contain our excitement. It was like, she's the one, she's the Try to keep a poker face and not let her know right then and there. But we knew we had something special. And uh, she went on to prove we did. And that's why we're here today. Cool. And um, Kaylee, what's it like for you? Well, it's just great that I could revisit something that I love doing in the first place 
four years ago and with the group of people that I love making the film with. So there is, like we've all said, there is so much more to her than we've seen already. We've just got these opportunities just to make her even more enriching and exciting and many adventures that she can go on. So I'm, I feel like I'm hugely blessed to be back here again. And now, when it came time to develop this as a series, I'm a little curious about, you know, what that uh, process was like. Like, how did you decide to do this? How did you decide on well, it, the story? Well, it, it started when uh, Lewis and Haley uh, had finished doing the short. Uh, the What do you guys call it? The one shot. Yeah, the um, one shot. Which is available on the Iron Man DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, pick it up wherever you can, written by Eric uh, Pearson, by Eric Pearson. Uh, and you know what it really showed was what we all knew was that Haley was this gigantic star waiting to explode uh, and for those not, of us not, that were over it, don't, don't worry <laughs> exactly well it might happen uh, but the idea was that we had this wonderful opportunity with you know the tremendous impact of S.H.I.E.L.D. that this season on S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to be seeing how S.H.I.E.L.D. is being rebuilt and being reborn in, in the responsibility that Coulson has in that. And then we're able to go back to the beginning and actually see, back in the 1940s, where that burden of responsibility was thrust upon uh, Carter and, and what she can do in order to see, to make the dream come true for the first time. And, you know, obviously, uh, we've got all of you guys working on it. Um, so I'm curious sort of how you're going about uh, breaking down the story. Like how much is, you know, Lou, you're obviously involved, everyone is. So what's it like as a team effort? Well, we have to give a shout out to uh, Tara Butters and Michelle Fizikas who are also our showrunners that are involved. They're not here now because they're over on Resurrection, which is another one of their shows. Um, but, uh, you know, it works like any television series. There's a fantastic writer's room. These guys have, have done basically an outline for what the eight-episode arc is going to be. Uh, and uh, Lewis is working very closely with uh, a lot of the people that are, are in the feature world, that we, some of which we can't talk about, even though when we do, it'll be here at Marvel.com. Uh, and uh, it's just going to be, you know, like... The big screen comes to the television screen. Is that's really where we're trying to get to? Very cool. Absolutely. And Haley, uh, for you, like, do you sort of feel at this point some sort of like ownership over the character, or like, do you sort of? Yes, she's uh, killed two other actresses <laughs> that weren't even having anything to do with the part. No, I know because a lot, a lot like the you know uh, movie actors, you know, like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, they all talk about how they really get to inhabit this role and and they have such a clear picture of their character. Is yeah. that the same for you at this point with, uh, with uh, Peggy? In a funny way, it's it's not because I feel like this is the beginning of the, the real kind of the meaty part of her adventure and that's and that's being written and created as we speak, which feels a very a real sense of collaboration. So I haven't yet inhabited the best of Peggy yet. That's that's yet to come, I think. Yeah. What, where are you looking forward to sort of exploring more of in this series with her? I think the main thing is we've seen her be competent, strong, sexy, capable in a man's world. We've seen that kind of, that hero quality that she has in her. I'd like to see the, the human side, the, the emotional and the psychological cost of being a super spy. Mm -hmm. uh, the personal relationships that she has to compromise and forsake over her work and what that means for a woman of that time. Um, it's a really exciting time 
for a woman to be um, you know, on, the, on the cusp of trying to push through boundary, boundaries in terms of society and what was happening for women then and in kind of a deep now we can still relate to it. So I think there's a, there's a whole sense of her as a three-dimensional human being rather than just someone who looks great with a gun and a pencil skirt. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a very San Diego comic book convention warm welcome to Jeff Bell, the executive producer. Jed Whedon and Marissa Tanceron, our co-creators and executive producers. Do we have assigned seats? Where do we go? Uh, yeah, just start down there and then we'll figure it out along the way. It's its own usual thing. Um, I don't really need to say much more than they are Fitzsimmons. You know, we started out, we didn't know if we could trust her. We thought she was a member of the Rising Tide. And at the end of the day, she wound up being the youngest, newest agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. at a time when S.H.I.E.L.D. fell apart. Chloe Bennett is Sky. Uh, she doesn't talk a lot. But as, but, as, but as you guys know, she does like to kick ass. She's Melinda May, but we know her as May. You know, we, we got a reputation somewhere along the line that we were the show that people started to say, I didn't see that coming. I, I watched every single episode, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I think that's a testament to our incredible writing staff and the direction that Jed and Jeff and Mo took the show in. Uh, I'm sorry, Marissa. Uh, and, uh, but I don't think anyone in this room could have been more surprised than when our good friend, Agent Grant Ward, <laughs> turned out to be high. Brett Dalton plays that role. You know what the best part about it is, is, and this is the thing that makes the Marvel Universe so amazing, is we've got the best villains in the world, but you got to balance that with the world's greatest heroes. The hero for all of us. I think we need to stand up. I think we need to stand up, because there's one reason why we're all here. Ladies and gentlemen, Clark Gregg.
I, I gotta hand these out. I, this is, they, they left me to do this. I oh. run this and I hand out these things. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and fortunately, I know all your names, so that helps a lot. Where, a lot. where do we put them? Uh, you put them in front so that so the folks know how to spell your names. Uh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Thank you very much. There we go. There we go. Thank you. Okay. Woo! Over here. Uh, so, uh, much like we, uh, we like to do, I'm going to talk to the gang a little bit, and then uh, you guys are going to get a chance to talk to them. And there may be a, a few more surprises <laughs> that we have along the way. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to start uh, with, because uh, I just love putting him on, uh, on the spot. Uh, Fitz, Ian. Uh, uh, we know, because you've said it everywhere you could, about your love for Brett Dalton. Uh, but we all know, sorry, spoiler alert for those of you that have not been watching the show, um, you, uh, you had kind of an untimely or dangerous, we actually don't even know what's happened to you yet. You're here, that makes us feel good. Uh, can, I, can I ask you, how, how do you feel about Agent Grant Ward now? I think, I think it's fairly safe to say that I was completely heartbroken about the subject. And it's obviously, <laughs> and it's obviously a for me, so I'd rather not speak about it any further. But, but there is somebody that actually did get a chance to, so to speak, on your behalf. Uh, Ming, uh, the, the, you had kind of a, shall we say, an intimate relationship with Mr. Ward. Uh, One way of putting it. Uh, how how you feeling about that now? Oh, um, well, let's just say it made me want to do some home improvement. <laughs> with some power tools <laughs> on his foot. I mean, you know, I feel... All right, I'll get you out of it. Uh, Elizabeth. Uh, um, I, I remember last year when we were here and we were talking about this, that you were, you know, this was really a, a big change for you in your life and, and coming on the show and being part of it. How has, how has your world changed since you've become uh, Agent Simmons? I feel like I've got uh, more intelligent. <laughs> I nearly said cleverer, but that would have made it obsolete. Um, I don't know. I mean, my life has become more full. I've got a whole new family and you guys. And um, it's great to be back for the second year. And we know what to expect, kind of. And we're all so excited. And we just want to come and say thank you to you guys because we've got a season two. And so we get to do this all over again. Uh, Chloe, you uh, you came to uh, yes. <laughs> you you came to the gang and and you were an outsider and now you're you're more than that. What's uh... well, yeah, Jeff. I was an agent of Shield for like one day, <laughs> and then it all went to shh. <laughs> um, it, that it was, was a like little it was depressing. That way. What? It was almost like it was planned that way. Yeah, it's so weird, guys. Yeah, it's so weird when you it's, got your badge. Who did that? Yeah. Weird that you got your badge then. 
Did you? Uh, and, and so uh, next season, are we are we gonna get to see you be more involved with the folks at Shield? I I don't know, Jeff. You so, tell yeah. me. Um, yeah, I, I believe so. Um, I think there's gonna be some changes. She's been through a lot. She was betrayed by somebody. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> it's fine. I still ship Skyward, and <laughs> but. But it's gonna take a while, so until then, I'm really okay with skimmins. We'll get to you. I'm sorry, Director Colson. Brad, as the as the as the old expression goes, you got some explaining to do. Uh, done some bad things. What was what was that day like when uh, when your uh, executive producers came to you and and uh, told you the that that there was going to be a a left turn that uh, that was pretty surprising. Well, Jeff, funny you should ask. <laughs> Bit of an emotional roller coaster that day. Um, Friday night, Ming and I were doing a fight. Uh, and I was winning that one. <laughs> this was earlier on. So um, delusional. <laughs> no, but it, but it's a, it's a Friday night and, and it's a fight and there's a lot of EPs there and suddenly uh, they say, we need to see you afterward. And I, I, I took as long as I possibly could to go into that office. I felt like I was you walking You took a really long mile. shower. I remember that. You took oh, a very God, yeah. long shower. I, any excuse. Coming. I need to drink a bottle of water before I go. Anything. And, and then I went there, and uh, my expression for the next 15 minutes was something like... <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I went from finally being, oh, so I'm not being fired. But now I'm a bad guy? So I'm not part of the team. Um, what exactly is happening here? But I got to work with Bill Paxton. And, uh, and it was quite a turn, and I have embraced it wholeheartedly. So uh, thank you. I hope there's some uh, Hydra, Team Hydra out there as well. And I have to say, he, he did embrace it pretty quickly. I mean, in that room, you know, we told him, we said, and, and you know, this, this thing's going to happen, and you're Hydra. And he went... Okay. Yeah. And we were like, you get what we just said, right? He's <laughs> sinking in, but very quickly he was on board and understood how cool it would be and had some ideas of his own. Right. And I think once he became a villain, he kind of turned the sexy up a few notches. <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah, we keep asking the question, yep. what is it with girls and those bad boys? I don't know what it is. Yep. No, I was gonna say, the other thing that happened was his razor stopped working. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Agent Colson, I'm sorry. Director. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you the most leading question I could possibly ask you because I know what a fanboy you are. Uh, when Nick Fury turned to you at the end of the season and said, fix this and you're now the director. What was that like for you, both as a character and then also as Clark Gregg, the man that we know still has his combo collection? Agent Coulson, then Director Coulson, and Clark, 
have been merging <laughs> over time. And in that moment, both of us said very loudly inside my head, squee! And I think you know what I mean. Uh, Jeff, do we... We're going to peel back the onion a, a little bit on, uh, on what's happening in season two. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Yes, you're going you're gonna to have to say something. Uh, we're, we're bringing some new folks on board uh, that will be, we'll be joining along with this gang. Um, and I, I, I think this is an opportunity for us to make some announcements that you have not heard yet. Uh, and uh, you know what, I'm going to make it, make it easiest. I'll start with Marissa because I think she remembers who she's supposed to tell us about. <laughs> I actually don't. Who was I supposed to? Tell them about me, sweetie. Tell them about me. Oh, yeah. There's tell, them about, tell us about Lucy. Wow. Well, I guess, I guess uh, we're confirming that, yeah. that Lucy Lawless will be on the show. She's uh, playing a longtime S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, veteran. Um, she's tough. She may have a knife that's always by her side, so that's kind of fun. Um, her name is Isabel Hartley, and uh, you'll be seeing her pretty soon. Uh, Jeff, those are the folks that are out there that are uh, big fans of Marvel Comics and who know S.H.I.E.L.D.'s history and know a little bit about a, a British intelligence division known as Strike. Uh, there's a character there by the name of Lance Hunter, uh, and uh, Lance is going to be joining our show. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that character? Um, we have a young English actor named Nick Blood who will be joining us, and you don't know him now. We'll be applauding but, later about that. But, but His name you, is Nick Blood. We didn't make that up. The way you reacted last year with these people, we believe you'll be reacting next year with, with Mr. Blood. And as far as we know, that is his real name, which is so much cooler than Lance Under. And, and uh, he's, uh, he's not a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He is a mercenary. We are in tatters. Everything has fallen apart. We are being hunted. The government does not recognize us. And Coulson is reaching out everywhere he can. And frequently that is under rocks and in dark corners. And he finds this young man who comes in and helps, and, uh, and helps the team. Yes. Uh, so that's, wow. that's another first that you're hearing here. But, but the other thing that we wanted to tell folks about is, is that, you know, again, this team kicks ass, but they're being chased around the globe, and they're being chased around the globe and dealing with uh, this group. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and knowing that, uh, we probably need somebody that we're going to be uh, having as our big bad, as we like to say. Uh, do you uh, want to tell us a little bit about that, uh, Mr. Whedon? Well, uh, you might recognize his name from Secret Warriors. Uh, we have our good friend Reed Diamond is coming in, who we know and love from excited. Dollhouse, to play the role of Daniel Whitehall, who will be uh, one of our Hydra baddies early on. It's so great to be able to say the word Hydra finally. After a year last year where we couldn't say it ever, and it's just Hydra. It flows so well Hydra, off the Hydra, Hydra, Hydra. The other, so the other problem is... They've got really good logos. I know. You don't even have to be evil, but you go, that's cool. I want to wear that. And then next thing you know, you're evil. 
Uh, right, Jeff? Yes. Uh, Clark, we got these lanyards. Everybody have a lanyard? Did everybody get a lanyard? Did everybody get a lanyard? Uh, Director Colson, can you explain to us what we get with the lanyard? Oh, I got a lanyard too. <laughs> um, excuse me one second. Some things are even above Director Colson. <laughs> he had the Hydra t-shirt. I just got to check some things out. All right? So, at Marvel and at S.H.I.E.L.D., they're kind of indistinguishable. In both, if you tell secrets, suddenly you're dead. Um, you don't get anything that doesn't have a secret purpose. Your lanyard, yes, yours, has a secret purpose. Okay, I don't know why I deserve that, but I'll go with it. Okay, thank you. Secret purpose. Your cheap dates. Um, okay. Your secret purpose. Last year we endured a lot, as many of you know. We got off to a start, but then we were riddled with Hydra traitors, and you stuck with us. Boom! Yes. Just shortening your lifespan with everything you do, my man. Okay. So, you may think that you've seen all of the missions of last season. You weak. Special purpose. This lanyard entitles you right now to the unseen missions of season one. Jenny Deathlock. I would, I would not be standing up here unless I told you that if you want to see that again, it's actually going to be on the DVD and Blu-ray, uh, which is coming out on September 9th, I believe, and uh, you'll be able to see the entire season and enjoy the heck out of it. And while we're standing around here, why don't we have some folks ask some questions to this incredibly talented group of folks? So if you've got a question, please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there he is. All right. That's a big <laughs> weapon. Hi, Sean. I have a question for Agent Grant Ward. <laughs> yes. Uh -oh. Answer carefully. <laughs> okay. Okay. My favorite color is blue. Uh, thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Uh... How dare you? <laughs> Can I come back? That's awesome. <laughs> I know what it does. I know what it they, does. He knows what it does. Dude, he's got one-liners for days. <laughs> Can you write for this show? <laughs> Kid Colson, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Oh my God. I, I'm sorry. Next question. I hope you still stand with Ward. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Uncool. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. Um, I'm here from Oakland today, and I have. Hi, Hi Allison from Oaktown. Oakland. 
Hi. Um, I have a question for the entire cast. Um, if the possibility of a redemption curve came, or for Ward comes up in this next Yes, season, yes, 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 yes. How would yes. the rest of the team react? Yes. What? How would the rest of the team react to a possible redemption curve? Let, let's go down. Let's start with Elizabeth. How do you feel about Ward being redeemed? Terrible. <laughs> uh, Fitz? How do you feel about Ward being redeemed? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love Sky? You. I love you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's just really hot as a Hydra agent, isn't he? Like, better than S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think it would take... I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no for right now. Melinda May? Well, as long as he keeps taking off his shirt in front of me. <laughs> I'll take him back. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Director Coulson, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't get to answer vote. this question. <laughs> What's that? I, I don't think Ward gets a vote. All right. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. But maybe if he brought Fitz a monkey. <laughs> uh, next question. Yeah. Mr. Deadpool. Uh, all right. So where's Waldo Deadpool? Deadpool. Hey, uh, so I noticed you guys had Deathlock, and you said there was mercenaries, right? So, uh, any chance of, I don't know, Wade Wilson or some cool guy like that, codenamed Deadpool or something, showing up? Jeff, you want to get any, definitive any on that? A anybody down there on that side, you could pretty freely say that's not going to happen, couldn't you? You're saying any one of us can say no? Any one of you can say that. Okay. Sorry, no. <laughs> I, I'm just, he told me to do it. I didn't mean to do it. He told me to do it. Uh, Deadpool lives over in that other universe. This is our universe. I, it, it, you're right. It is all one universe. Uh, I think you asked us this question last year, right? He does. He asked us every year. Uh, all right. Sorry, another buddy. question. We can never find the guy. Uh, my question is for Chloe. Um... <laughs> Given the interesting possibilities for your character's backstory, how would you feel about being Jessica Drew? <laughs> um, that would be pretty cool. I, the thing about that is I don't know anything. So um, I'm just kind of, I'm going to trust these guys over here to, you know. It's a fun guessing game that we play yeah. every day. It's just as much of a guessing game for me as it is for you. Really, we find out pretty close. Like, you'll find out pretty much when I find out what I am or who I am or, you right. know, who my we'll, father is. We'll give is. Chloe at least 24 hours. Yeah. She's not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Who's this person? Aww. Hello. Uh, I'm Megan. And then at, just to let you know, we have one more question after this one. Go ahead. I'm Megan, and I'm from San Diego. Hi, Megan from and San Diego. Megan. This is a question for the whole cast. Um, what did you guys think when they told you Ward was Hydra? Uh, that's a good question. That's a great Let, question. Let's start, let's start with Director Coulson. Um, to, be, to be honest, uh, as I said, uh, being part of S.H.I.E.L.D. on our show is... Or, and working in Marvel is very much like being in S.H.I.E.L.D. There was suddenly a lot of producers with some special new pages. Mm -hmm. And we were all taken into a trailer mm -hmm. where we read the new ending. 
and discovered that our friend was a traitor. <laughs> Which was really cool, and we were really... <laughs> so cool and Hydra and oh it isn't really centipede it's Hydra cool um, but also very sad <laughs> it's a great question thank you so much anybody else Ming I think we both kind of freaked out about it well yeah they they brought us into a trailer after a day of shooting and they're like yeah. so we have some new pages for you guys hope you like it and yeah. they brought us and they all were like let's read it out loud and that was kind of weird and I was like oh my god they we actually both started crying I a think. little bit we really did it was you you know we play these characters for 10 months out of the year and you get really attached to them and their storylines and it was really shocking and weren't you like freaked out because you're like oh my god he kissed me and I'm like I slept with him yeah we had <laughs> it's true. we had like a, a fake argument we were like the lines got a little blurred <laughs> and Brett's just sitting there yeah Ian <laughs> Elizabeth? I don't know if Ian can talk about this anymore. No. <laughs> well, I thought it was good and bad. Um, I'll answer it. Um, well, <laughs> um, well, I didn't get to spend every day working with Don't these lovely me. people. Okay. <laughs> um, that broke up the group a little bit, so I didn't get to spend as much time with these lovely people as, as I wanted to. But then again, I did get... Uh, to work with Bill Paxton um, and, uh, and just run amok and I really enjoyed that and I thought it was so fun to, uh, to, be, uh, to be the bad guy because it's good being bad. <laughs> we, we have time for one more question. Can I say one last thing about that which is just then we got pulled to another room where we got to see Captain America the Winter Soldier before anybody had and we saw the way that the story began on our, one of our episodes then carried over and to see that amazing film with people like Haley Atwell and, and the amazing writers that are doing Agent Carter doing that amazing movie and seeing how Hydra was everywhere and had been there for years. It, it was the greatest idea to have, even in our core team, someone from Hydra. So it made us very excited to be on our show and excited about what's coming up next season. One last question. <laughs> Hi. Hey guys. Um, I was wondering if we could see something from season two. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the problem with that is, is that we literally started shooting Ye yes. yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> uh, no lie. Still? But, but, but how many of you have lanyards? Oh. Privileges. And, and I just—I have to ask, Director Colson, this is a uh, this is a high-level classified thing that we're talking about. Do, would you give permission to this audience? Everyone but that guy right there. That guy's got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the world premiere of something that no one has ever seen, and after today, will not see again. Here is a little piece of season two. The spotlight doesn't move. Good afternoon, Ballroom 20. I am Agent Billy Koenig, and I am here to stress the importance of your security lanyards. Display these at all times. 
They're cool. I know. They are pretty cool. Uh, not as cool as the level 9 ones, though. They have this hologram. You tilt it. it uh. Anyway, uh, please take a look around the hall at all the extra security that is here today. Those are not hall monitors. Those are lethal killers. Trained, friendly, personable, lethal killers. They would like nothing better than for you to break protocol so they can chop, snap, blood, or give you a stern warning. The warning thing or the neck snap blood thing, they're both excited equally. That's unimportant. What's important is that your security clearance gives you extra perks and privileges, which Agent Coulson will, sorry, which Director Coulson will be out momentarily to tell you all about. But until then, if you get confused, if you get lost, hang on to your lanyards and remind yourself what SHIELD stands for. What does it stand for, people? H does not stand for Hoobastank, sir. How did you even get in the door? This is... Agent Koenig. Agent Koenig. I'm, I'm doing a little security orientation. Can you give me a second? Bobby just called in from the safe house in you-know-where. Bobby. Bobby Morse. Co codename. Codename Mockingbird. Codename Mockingbird. Did she ask about me? No, she didn't ask about you. Did you pretend to be me again? I did. You know, you can't just cherry pick the calls that you're going to take I, I, every single time. I think she knows the difference between you and me, and she didn't call for you. She didn't call for me. She called for Director Coulson. Oh, Director Coulson. Well, you know, that makes sense. He's, he's smart, and he's powerful. Benchins five times every conversation. He's got a flying car. Well, she just wanted to say that if he needs her, she's in. She, she's in. Mockingbird's in. Mm -hmm. She said that. I'm going to go prep HQ. Uh, okay, well, I'll just take over then. Hi, uh, uh, my name is Agent Sam Koenig. I'm, I don't know if we've been introduced yet. Uh, I'm here to stress to you the utmost importance of your security lanyard. You must display this. I already oh. said that. Thank you, Billy. As my brother was saying, uh, we are starting from scratch, and it is not going to be easy. Hydra's everywhere, but we got some good people, and we have some secret weapons, which I truly believe most of you are already familiar with. So that's cool. So we're going to keep fighting the good fight. Are you guys with me? I can't hear you, Ballroom 20. Are you guys with me? Actually, no, I... I, I actually cannot hear you. I don't know why I said that. I'm pre-recorded. Um, but I appreciate the enthusiasm, and from all of us here, I'm going to see you in the fall. Marvel Live from San Diego Comic-Con 2014, brought to you by Dr. Pepper, always one of a kind. I'm Lorraine Sink, host and writer of Marvel's The Watcher, joined by... Uh, Marvel Beckham Air, Mark Strom, a.k.a. Stromy, with... Michael Rooker, a.k.a. Oh. Michael Rooker. Michael. A.k.a. Michael Rooker. <laughs> I forgot Let's... the other A, yeah. So, you just came out of your signing. I did. How was it? What was it like being with all of those fans and so many Guardian cosplayers? It's good, it's good to be out. Good. Out and about with the people? No, it's good to be out and about, and, and we had a good time down there. Oh. Yeah, I think oh yeah, yeah okay. there we you hear go. me now? <laughs> Is that better? Okay. It's it, it was good. It's it's good to be up here with you guys. 
Perfect. It's a good view here. Look at this. Yeah, we have a great view down on the floor. There are so many people that have come to see you. Um, how how have been how have the fans been about the movie premiering in just a couple days? You know what? They're getting ready. Yeah. I mean, we, we just had the big uh, uh, premiere over on uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, and it was filled. Yeah. The entire block is filled. That's so oh, great. Yeah, what? Come on. I get, uh, Why do you not have one? I, I, we're laughed up. I'm, you know what? I'm taking my cue from you. Look, you don't have one. Here, if you were holding this, I would be holding mine. Okay, never mind. I'm, uh, I'm uh, stereo right now. Here we go. I'm ready. And now, you guys at home, you can interact with us by tweeting us right here on the Twitter box and just hashtag MarvelSDCC and we'll have questions and all kinds of awesome things. So go ahead and send those to us. So you play Yondu in the movie. I do. And did you do some comic book research? I did. And, and uh, did you use that and imbue that into your character? I did. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn told me. Stop reading so many comics! Did, did you ever put up a fight to give Yondu his huge, full-on yeah, big ol' Well, once I saw the, uh, the, the design of my ship, uh -huh. there was no way we could have done the, uh, the full-on thin mohawk thing. Uh, the ship is uh, way too, uh, too long. Oh. <laughs> the, the inside, I would have been having to walk around hunched over. Oh, uh, uh, what we ended up doing was uh, was really good. It worked out really well for me. Nice. Now we already have people coming in with questions. We have Hernan Frank Rajic. I hope I said that right. Who is asking? What was your favorite memory from the set that you can talk about? Lunch. Oh, I, I love really lunch. loved their lunches, and and we had uh, a, a, a breakfast, a small meal for me in between my makeup. So I within uh, when I first arrived. We uh, do makeup for about three hours, and I have a small a break, and they have a meal, and then I continue with wardrobe. And, and those are my well, some of my most pleasant moments before all hell broke loose, and they actually had all the actors on set, and we were wild and crazy and having a great time. And speaking of actors on set, you have a yeah. lot of characters that aren't necessarily sitting there with you. You know, you have a raccoon who's teeny tiny, but isn't necessarily... Oh, he was oh, there. Oh, yeah, he was no, there. they found a real oh, they talking, found a talking raccoon. No, 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 there was a real oh, raccoon. Oh, I had there. misinformation. Oh, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, no, there's a, the Rocky Raccoon was real. Yeah. God, he must have a hard time getting work, no? No, 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 that's all he wants to do. Just talking raccoon as he, himself work. All he is is Rocket Raccoon. He doesn't want to do anything else. So then that wasn't a challenge at all. That oh, no, no, like, no. It wasn't challenged at all. I mean, uh, and Groot, of course, he wasn't challenged either. Oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, he, Groot, you saw Groot, right? Yep. He has to bend over a little bit. Yeah, it's harder yeah, for him yeah. to fit. For Groot, it's okay for him to go like that. For, for, um, for Yandu, it was not going to be good. It would be a little weird if a hard as nails mercenary was constantly walking around punched over. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've got a question from Desi Fisher, uh, which is, how many hours in the makeup chair did it take to get your Yandu look, and have you ever done anything that extensive before, I guess? Uh, I will. Uh, it took uh, about three and a half hours, then uh, another hour or two or two and a half for uh, a small break for a meal, as I said, and also uh, wardrobe. Right. And to get dressed. I'm curious, was it all uh, paint or were there any prosthetics that they had to A lot of uh, some prosthetics for my, uh, my mohawk. 
uh -huh. uh, which was implanted, and um, we had to do all that prosthetic work before we started uh, in for the uh, bluing and the paint and all that. Did I'm curious because it isn't really explained in the film, but like, yep. do, do you or James have like a story for what that weird little like mohawk thing was? Uh, you saw it, right? Yeah. What'd you think it was? I, I kind of thought it was like some like some cybernetic thing grafted in there. If you if you notice, uh, I think there are lines in there that refer to uh, how um, uh, uh, some of the some of the characters have been manipulated in some ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, probably what was going on with uh, in Gunn's mind that was going on uh, throughout the piece. So uh, that's that was kind of interesting because it, it correlated with his uh, whistle and with the, uh, uh, all this other stuff that Yago yeah. got to do. You know, speaking of your whistle, I was wondering, are you just an amazing whistler? Yeah. I, I can whistle, yeah. Because Obviously. I don't know if I'd consider it amazing, but it's it's a very soft whistle. Was that your whistle actually in the film, or was yeah, that? that was my whistle uh, enhanced. Okay. Oh, whistle whistle plus. Because uh, uh, Gun was trying to say louder whistle, louder Rooker. Uh, it just it wasn't it wasn't coming out louder. I have a very soft whistle. We we've got a question from uh, Comic Book Brothers, which is: Are the Guardians really a holes in the movie? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the movie yet, but uh, you just make your own mind up when you see it. <laughs> uh, and the Asgardian Angel would like to know, what was your reaction when you got the role? Well, I, I, I thought to myself, well, I, I think I have about five more months of work. <laughs> it was really kind of nice and happy, and I got to work with my buddy James Gunn again. Uh, as you know, he, he tailored the role for me, and he called me up, told me so, and I was very happy. And then I realized that I was still on a show of my own, and I couldn't do the show. And so we were both disappointed, and and but lo and behold, uh, things worked out, and here I here I am. I'm I'm killed off in The Walking Dead, and uh, and um, Marvel Heaven was my destination. Oh, Marvel Heaven! I love yes. that. Actually, we have a little gift for you. Yay. Now that you are part of the Marvel family, we have for you a Guardians shirt. So uh, I hope much. you will guard it I will like guard the galaxy. I, I will guard it as Yonder's been guarding the uh. galaxy since 1969. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, is one we are actually selling these actually literally directly beneath us. This is not special in any way. Then. No, well, it's, 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 it's exclusive to San Diego. Well, okay. So Sure. Thanks. I'm sorry, I took that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would like to know, love, first of all, they say, love from Argentina. Do you have any Yondu toys? Have you seen your face out there? I have a, um, a Heroclix. Uh, yeah, I have a few Yondu Heroclix. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know how to play the game yet, but I'm going <laughs> to try to learn. It's very hard. Uh, it looks it's difficult. complicated, it, yeah. It's very complicated. Turn those little, the little things. I think it goes into a board and you can click it that way, correct? No, you can click it by itself. The board you play on is actually like a map that you like move oh. the different characters around on. I knew uh, the last Comic-Con that I was at, they actually had a, a panel, not a panel, but a, a room where you could go and learn how to play the game. Yep, yeah. I missed that that, um, that instruction. But, uh, um, 
we're going to learn how to play eventually. We, we've got a great question from uh, Richard Brady, which yes. is Guardians of the Galaxy has a great soundtrack. If Yandu had a theme song, what would it be? Well, you know what? I think Uga Chaka 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 Uga. <laughs> I think that song. I, I think Yandu really likes that song. Okay. You know, I, I um, and so um, yeah, I, I you know I've heard Star Lord play it and Mr. Uh, Mr. Quill play it a lot in the ship and stuff as he was growing up, and I, I think I've uh, grown to like I've grown to like it. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, where can fans find you online and uh, throughout the con? Well, I, uh, throughout the, uh, the throughout the con here, I'm moving around, and um, but online I'm Michael underscore Rooker, and there's uh, Michael uh, Rooker online. There's uh, several uh, online uh, deals you can you can find out and, and join some fan club and have a good time. Well, everybody, go see Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters on August 1st. Thank this you so Friday. much for joining us. Brought to you by Dr Pepper, always one of a kind. <laughs>